Hey, welcome back into Coffee Pot Finance. This is your host, Langdon Barnes. And Riley, my co-host, will not be joining today. He is feeling sick. He's had a rough couple days. So prayers for Riley and his family. He starts to feel better. We've been talking throughout the week and really wanted to put out an episode about what's going on in our economy right now. Because it's been a huge week. We've also been discussing just our plan going forward here soon. I'm going to go back to work. Life's going to get busy for both of us. And we wanted to give you all an expectation going forward is we're going to do bi-weekly episodes. So you're going to get two episodes a month. They're going to release Monday morning. So you're driving to work, your, your lunch break, however you want to start your week. We're going to have an episode for you every other Monday morning. So our next episode is going to come out on June 27th. This is just going to be a special episode, an update of what's going on right now. I have some thoughts from Riley that I'm going to that I'm going to share and I'm going to share my own. And we're, we're going to jump right into things right now and talk about inflation. Inflation is simply it's the increase in the price of goods and services in the economy. And we've seen over the past 20 years or so, inflation's kind of been around that 3% for the last 20 years. Over the past year, we've seen the highest inflation month after month in, in 40 years. Going back from January to February, we were told a year ago that this was going to be transitory. It's going to be temporary. Most people didn't believe it, but that's what we were told. Obviously, that was a lie. And then we were told a couple months ago that inflation has officially peaked. Once again, that was a lie. So news just came out. We're at 8.6% inflation in this past month, which is the highest in 40 years. And it, just to compare that, a lot of places, workplaces, a good, we would say, raise. We're talking around that 4 to 5% area. So in the past year, if you got yourself a 5% raise at your job or you switched jobs and got a 5% increase, for the most most of the time, that's a good thing. Over the past year, year and a half, you are losing money to this 8.6% inflation. So just to compare that to, to yearly wages, it has been very difficult. It's been difficult for us and our family. I know for for Riley's having to make different cuts and just reassess our finances, you you kind of it's like early on it was almost a joke and comical, like ah the the bacon, the meat, the milk, everything's more expensive, all the food's more expensive, gas is starting to creep up. Going when you go out to the dinner, you know I've noticed you know I'm a menu. We go out to eat usually we go out to eat once a week. Friday or Saturday night is our go out to eat night. That's just what we do. We don't go out to eat during the week. We don't go out to eat for lunch. We One, we don't even eat breakfast. I just drink coffee for breakfast. So my, my wife and I, and, and now Maverick, we go out to eat on Saturday nights. I know what I get to eat. I know what things cost. I've noticed that they've gone up. Gym memberships are going up. Obviously, housing and rents. If you look to your electric and gas bills, they're going up. Like I said, at first it was kind of a, a joke, something we we talked about. Um, oh, it's gonna it'll it'll come back down, or or you know the the government's gonna take care of it. 
None of that's been true. It's been it's been getting really difficult for most people in this country because everything is just ridiculously expensive, more expensive than it's than it's ever been. And Rye and I, we've gone back and forth on how to relay these messages and this news because we we don't want to get political, but it's really difficult to talk about these things. Our economy, inflation, headed for a recession, the stock market crash rates going up without talking about politics because that's that's what's affecting everything right now bad decisions in the past awful decisions and lies right now that is that is why our country's in the place it is so we're going to briefly touch on some of that we both are more on the libertarian side of things i i do not like the government involved in anything. I like full independence, being able to to do what I want within the law. I know Riley feels the same way. We had just had a conversation about it. It's like, as things go on, I, I think both sides are completely corrupt and borderline evil. And I know that might, you know, make some people mad, but I, I don't think left or right, I, I don't trust either side, to be completely honest with you. And the more we've looked at things over the past couple months and years, the Libertarian Party more so fits fits my beliefs when it comes to the economy. Just wanted to throw that out there. We're, we're going to briefly mention a couple things politically. Just take it with a grain of salt. We're just speaking facts and just know that we, to be completely honest, we're really not on either side. Part of the reason why we're seeing this this crazy inflation not all but part of it is you remember back in 2020 when things shut down for for months and you remember when we uh, i think they called them the trump bucks we got the trump bucks and then later on in 2022 or 2021 we got the biden bucks well when the government was was sending you those $1,200, $600 direct deposits or checks, felt good in the moment, didn't it? But a lot of people knew, hey, where'd this free money come from? You know, how, who's paying for this? The Fed's just printing money out of thin air and sending it off. Well, you're going to have to pay for it in some way, somehow. And we're seeing a, a crash in stock market. We got inflation rampant, gas is over $5 a gallon, mortgage rates are now up to like 6%, property taxes are up, food's up, you can't go out to dinner anymore, clothing, you name it. So yeah, we got that temporary high and that good feeling from the stimulus checks. And now we're we're paying for it now. And you, you question or ask, okay, are things going to get better when it comes to inflation or how are they going to get better? Good news is our president just released a three-step plan to to tackle inflation. I love it. Uh, hey, we got to handle this problem, which just quickly hit us. That's not true. It's been, it's been for over a year. And this time last year, we all knew, most people knew that inflation wasn't going away. But here's the three-step plan. Step number one, it is not our administration's responsibility and it's up to the Fed to fix it. Okay, so step number one is 
to not take ownership, to not do anything about it and push it to the Fed and say, you fix it. If you don't fix it, it's your fault, not our fault. Step number one, not the best start, but maybe number two is going to be a little better. We're going to make goods and services, especially gas, more affordable. And it is not our fault. It is uh, Russia's fault. It is Putin's fault. It's our past administration's fault. That's step number two. So step number one is it's not up to me. It's up to the Fed. Step number two is we got to fix supply chains. It's not our fault. Okay, so there's the first two steps. The third and final step is we got to increase taxes and pass the Build Back Better plan that has failed multiple times and won't pass. I say those things not just to make a mockery of what's going on and, and what we have in administration, but as you can see, there is no plan. We do not have the best leadership in place and things are things are honestly just not going to get better. We're going to have to do something different about it. And this is where you got to sit down. If you're married, sit down with your spouse, sit down with your family. If you're by, you know, if you're single, you, you need to really just look at your finances and just say, hey, when I go grocery shopping, my bill has gotten more expensive. Do I need all these different things? I don't know. Maybe look at it as a time to to clean up your your diet for the most part. Like, do you buy the same stuff regardless of price? You're going to have to make some sacrifices. Are you still going out to dinner? I mean, I know people that go out to eat and order takeout and go out to lunch three, four, five times a week in a seven-day period. People that are spending 50-plus bucks a week on themselves. You cannot make, you cannot do that anymore. You can, but it, it is going to crush you. It is going to crush you. You're going to be, you're going to be struggling and working until you're 80 years old. If you're living, 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, are you going on your Panama City Beach vacation this summer? You know, it's going to cost double what it did last year to get down there and gas Hotels are going to be expensive or Airbnbs. Eating out is going to be more expensive. I'm all for vacations and trips, but if you're living paycheck to paycheck and you're struggling struggling, and we have a, a crazy inflationary time we're in right now, maybe your vacation might have to wait till next year. Those are the sacrifices you're going to have. But that's the thing about personal finance. It's all personal. You talk about you know, where people start and end, building wealth, different, it's, it literally is up to you. It's your decisions. Yes, you, you might be given a better start or, or some certain things might come your way during life, but for the most part, it's all up to you. And now we're going to move into the stock market. We're officially in a bear market. And that's basically a term used by Wall Street when a fund, whether it be you know the S&P 500 has fallen 20% or more from its from its highs. We're down a little over 21% this year. The S&P 500 is. So we are officially in a bear market. You'll see the headlines, bear market, emergency, everyone panic. This is not a time to panic. If you're 10 to 30 years away from retirement, this is a time to get excited. You're getting companies and funds on sale. We talk about investing on red days a couple episodes ago. This is the time to, I mean, we've talked about, this is when wealth is made during, during recessions, during crashes. This is when wealth is made. You know, over time, good quality companies 
and the stock market, the American economy is going to go up over time. So look at this as, a, as an opportunity to buy. This is when 20, 30 years from now, you're going to be able to say, oh, I remember back in 2022, I got Amazon at $105 a share. This is like one of those times, one of those stories. Do not be afraid to buy, to invest. Once you get your, your financial you know, structure in place, you know, if you're rolling in, if you got 40 grand in student loans, two car loans total in 30, you owe 300,000 on your house, maybe now's not the time to invest. You, you need to get your other debts, your other issues in order before you dive into truly investing for your future. And there's ways that you can, you can balance them both out. And we, we've talked about good debt and bad debt in the past, but if you're in a place right now where you can still contribute to your retirement plan or you have some individual accounts that you want to buy some single stocks or some index funds, now is the time to do it. We suggest and what we are doing is investing in companies that have just a strong foundation, not a whole lot of debt, and they're going to be around for the long haul. These are inflation resistant sectors. Things like one of Raleigh's favorites, energy, different consumer staples, materials, and real estate. Different companies that basically you think of inflation, prices are going up. These are companies that can push those prices to the consumers. Think of like Pepsi and Coca-Cola, not just their beverages, but their, their snacks and food. Food prices go up while well, they just increase their they just increase the prices of what the, all that costs. Your Kroger's, your Walmarts. Your, you know, Procter and Gamble that has detergent and toothpaste and all types of different things. Your Exxon Mobil or, or Shell when it comes to gas. I like real estate a lot. I've, I've learned to, to almost love real estate. I, we've, we've seen how special it can be. But if you do not want to be a landlord or own real estate or, or have tenants or anything like that, REITs, you know, real estate investment trust, you know, different things like realty income. Uh, stag public storage. These are basically stocks that you can buy and you can receive a monthly or quarterly dividend. It's a way to it's a way to passively invest in real estate. You know, real, real estate's in a lot of people's opinion, it, it's one of the best investments that you can make. And I, I personally think it's the best investment that one can make. And it, it's a way to, like I said, own be invested in real estate and not actually own a building. Now that's more so for younger investors who are a handful of years away from even thinking about retiring. Near retirement age, it's obviously not as exciting. If you look at your account probably more than you should and you see the balance has gone down by 20% this year, you have a million dollars in there and then all of a sudden you go to 800,000. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a of a loss right there. That's the key word right there. You only lose when you sell. I hear people say, oh, I lost so much money in so-and-so stock. It's like, well, wait a second. It's it's selling at more than what you bought it for. Oh, yeah, but I, I sold it when I was down. Well, why would you do that? Why would you buy something for $100 and then sell it for $80? You, you only lose money when you sell. If you're near retirement age, one, do not panic. Remember, when you retire, you don't take all your money out. You take percentages. And this is where having a good financial advisor on your team is so important. You, If you have a million dollars 
in your Roth IRA, you don't just pull out all a million dollars. You pull out certain percent, four to five percent, whatever, whatever rule or whatever you can live on every year. And then you let the rest continue to, to grow. So and if this is something that you're not comfortable with or familiar with, get a good trusted financial advisor on your side. But just because you're about to retire or thinking about retiring doesn't mean that this time is is going to be destructive to your retirement. You can still find a way to retire. You just might need to, to, to cut some costs and not take as large percentage out of your retirement. Similar to younger investors, stocks, companies, index funds, what we talked about, our VTI, our VDE, our VYM, different index funds, they're on sale right now. There's, there's an update on inflation, the stock market. Along with those, we, we have some other issues right now, a lot going on. A big one is the great resignation, as it's been termed. It's been going on for two years now. And this, I mean, businesses can just not keep employees with inflation running rampant. And also, you know, you have the work from home becoming more desirable. Employees are changing jobs at a record pace. People were forced. I was talking to a buddy the other day. People were forced to go home and stay home with their with their families in their house. I'm just talking about somebody else. I have a, a two-year-old and a, and a seven-year-old, and I really loved having this time with them. This is special. I love these kids more than I love my job. Is there a way for me to possibly go to a job where I can work from home and be with them? Or is there a way for me, can I go from 40 a week to 20 hours a week, go somewhere part-time, work a couple of nights a week, and I can spend time? Can we financially do that? A lot of people are making changes based on family. Also, People are coming home and they're realizing, wait a second, life is short. I'm only on this earth once and I hate my job. Why do I want to spend 40, 50 hours a week at a place I hate? My life is worth more than that. So so people are look have been using this time to to jump to to different jobs, organizations, try out different careers. You know, like, oh, it, when you break it down to a dollar, like if you get paid by the hour or salary, when you look at it as an actual number, can I make it on this number instead? Or if I if this career jump fails, can I go somewhere else and make a similar? And like usually the answer is yes, especially a time now where where businesses are having to increase their wages. So the the great resignation is is still going on in this country, especially when you consider inflation and people, some people just honestly needing to change jobs. To follow that. Rates are increasing. They've been going up month by month, and the Fed just announced the highest the highest rate hike in nearly 30 years at a 0.75% increase. Um, home rates are now the highest they've been since 2008 before, before the housing crash. We have an episode coming out here soon with home prices going up, with the shortage in homes, and then you now include mortgage rates being the highest they've been in 30 years, it is very, very difficult and in some places and situations impossible for people to even buy a home right now. Even if they've had, hey, a couple of years ago, I had enough money saved for a down payment, but now I'm being outpriced on these homes. It's it's a very stressful time, especially for first-time home buyers. My first thought when I see something like this, rates increasing, I instantly go to credit cards. You know, cr- credit cards are adjustable. These rates are changing monthly. 
So if you if you have high a high amount of credit card debt, really any credit card debt, take this as like a a warning, a motivation, pay that off. Do not carry a balance month to month. I, I think the average rate is 16.5%. Here soon, we're, we're going to be pushing that 18, 19, 20% on average. And if you're, if you're carrying that five to six grand on your credit card, oh my goodness gracious, you, it is crushing you. It is crushing you. That sound the alarms. This is not to to scare you necessarily, or just be the bearer of bad news. But look at this as motivation. I need to pay off this high interest uh, debt, especially on my credit card. And everything's just going to get more expensive. What revolving lines of credit, or or cars, or whatever you get. But on the other side of this, you know, savings accounts. Those rates should slowly go up. Maybe CDs will become you know, what they were a few years ago. I'm not sure. No one really is. But there's also opportunity to possibly earn a little more than you were. But let's just be honest. If if, you're, if your CD is at 2.5% and inflation's at 8.5%, well, that, that's a 6% loss right there. That, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. So we are, I don't know if we're either there or we're about to be in a recession. And that's somewhere we're probably headed. It was coming at some point, so just don't let this scare you. Don't let that word scare you. All it is is a recession is two consecutive quarters of economic decline. That's all it is. Just two quarters of the economy declining. That's where we're at. We've been on fire since 2010. We've been in a bull market. Things have been great. If you started investing in 2010-11, you look like the best investor in the world because everything's gone up since. But to when you head for a recession, things do get difficult, especially just with everything we have going on right now. You know, I, I can see employers are going to have to start laying people off. Um, they're going to have to small businesses are unfortunately are, are going to have to either not be as open, you know, as often uh, shorten their hours you know, shorten their staff or, or possibly close, you know, just consume people. You have to protect you and your house. First off, don't get me wrong. I am all for shop local, eat local, support small businesses, but do not, Hey, I need this $50 for my family. Do not choose to go give it to your local bakery or your local boutique or whatever, you know, you know, you got to protect your house. And that's what people are going to have to start doing. You know, for example, our, the gym I was going to, I enjoyed going there. It, it was fairly close to my house. They bumped up their prices like $5 a month, which doesn't seem like much. But when I started looking at things, I was like, okay, so it went from 25 to 30 a month. You know, then you include what gas is now. I think I did the math and I was talking like 50-ish a month, low 50 a month to go to the gym with the membership. And then you include gas, $50 a month. And I'm just like, well, shoot, I could just go out in the backyard, run around and do some push-ups in this 100-degree weather. And that's probably better than going to a gym. But in all seriousness, I we have a nice little setup in our garage with weights and a bench and whatnot. I canceled my gym membership and just working out at home. Don't get me, I, I love supporting the local gym, but I, I love my family more than that. So people, you're going to have to change your priorities and and uh, unfortunately, that's going to hurt a lot of other 
businesses, especially local ones. And, and that's where we're at when, as a country, where we're headed to. And it's there are no signs of things improving, especially in the short term. Uh, I read the, I, you know, I read you all the plan going forward to fight inflation. It's, uh, it's not very inspiring. It's not going to help anything. And, and we're talking, and then you're talking about trying to, to forgive student loans or, or make all these different changes. And we're in this problem because we shut down the economy and we printed a bunch of money. And the answer to fixing that is to print more money. That's like, you can't, you can't do that. It makes no, it makes zero sense, but that's just where we are. So we can't control, um, who's in office. I mean, we could have a couple years ago, but we can't control who's in office. We can't control what the government or what the fed does, what businesses do. So we, we have two options here with all this news, with, with inflation running rampant, with rising rates, with the great resignation when it comes to going for a recession, we got a stock market crash. We can either complain and blame others and have a victim mentality. We can be fearful and anxious and angry, which unfortunately a lot of people do that. Or we can control the controllables. Sit down, take a look at your finances, get on a budget. You're going to have to make some cuts. You're going to have to make some cuts. I always go back to Netflix because they're easy, they're an easy company to make fun of. If you follow Netflix as a company or a stock, they have actually just plummeted over the past year. And same with Peloton. It's just like you can't have that mock model. Who's going to buy a $3,000 bike more than once? That doesn't go anywhere to have somebody on a computer screen yell at you. That sounded good when people were at home briefly. But then after a couple of months, it's like, all right, this is not going to work. I'm I'm off topic here. But like similar with Netflix, they're struggling right now because they're going to have to try to increase prices to make their shareholders happy because they've had a rough year. But they can increase prices because something like Netflix will be the first thing people cut. Hey, I have to make cuts. I'm either not going to eat food anymore or I'm going to cancel my Netflix and, and Hulu subscriptions. That, that's what the decision people are having to make. That's why we talk about investing in companies and funds, consumer staples, things people are going to need and buy no matter what. You're going to have to get on a budget and make some cuts. You're going to have to fight back during this, during this season we're in and will be in for quite some time. And also, we need, as a country, we need to do better to have an emergency fund. I think I saw it was was four in 10 Americans couldn't cover a thousand dollar emergency, which I think a lot of emergencies are probably that thousand dollar mark, if not a little bit more. Like we need to build an emergency fund. I know that kind of hurts during an inflationary period because your dollar is just becoming more worthless day by day. But for your peace of mind and to set you up for when those things, and I said emergency fund, Christmas you know, getting new clothes, going on vacations. Those are not emergencies. Those are not unexpected. Those are your choices. I'm talking about the car breaking down, the HVAC breaking down, your child 
getting injured, you haven't got a hospital, big hospital bill, things like that, emergencies, you need to have that money. Otherwise, hey, I don't have the money to cover this. I need to get a loan to cover this. Now I'm paying interest on something that I paid for that's already done. That's why we talk about with bad debt. You know, not we'll have a topic on or an episode on student loans and how sometimes that can be a good investment. But if it's like student loans or or cars or appliances or whatever it may be, things that you've already purchased and used and aren't making you money now or a return now, you need to wipe those things out. But that's not good debt. To avoid those situations, you need to have an emergency fund so you don't have to put yourself in that situation. These are when opportunities come. Stocks are down. Real estate, um, you know, full disclosure, partner and I, we're buying a, a rental property. We're in that process right now. We had some extra cash saved up for this opportunity. Certain business opportunities might come up. So, like I said, during... During unfortunate times or uncertainty in the market and the economy, there's also opportunities. You just kind of have to look for them. Another thing, what to do, pay off high interest debt. Talked about it earlier. Now's the time to tackle that. Recessions are, they're part of the economy. This this was kind of expected to happen here soon, especially after what, got to think how the word is here. What decisions were made as a country a couple years ago, you could see in the future, the near future, that things were not going to be great. There, I think I said that well well enough. This was expected from a lot of people, to be honest with you. And like I said, it's going to get worse. You can't control that. All the things that we've talked about today are, are, they are scary. You got to recognize they are scary. They are bad. They're definitely not positive things, but the things we, you know, I've mentioned about paying off high debt and having an emergency fund and, and just no, you know, making cuts when you go grocery shopping or cutting out different subscriptions or memberships or the things that you don't need. Those are the things that you need to avoid right now. And really when you sit down, there's a lot of things in life that, that we that we don't need that we still buy. There's things that I have and that my wife and I we buy that we truly don't we don't need. So have a budget, sit down, get a financial plan. And when I say a financial plan, I don't mean a I don't mean a three-step plan that says it's not my fault, I'm going to blame others. We need other people to fix our problems. Stop sitting back and waiting on other people, on the government, to take care of things. They never have. They never will. You have to take control of your own mistakes or situation. And you have to you have to fight. That's, that's just where we're at right now as a country, especially financially. You have to recognize what's going on. And what needs to be done to combat it, to get you and your family through. Raleigh probably had some other thoughts when it came to the political side of things, but we wanted to try to avoid that. It's very difficult. Like I said, most of the things that are going on and what we're experiencing right now is because of is because of decision that made. And notice earlier I did I did say there were mistakes made in 2020, as there are in 2021 and right now. And there's been two administrations in that time. So 
It's a lot of people's faults. We touched on all these topics today because you you need to recognize that there are problems, that there are issues, and you got to understand the severity of what's going on in our country right now. But we more so want to focus on and wanted to focus on what can you do about it? I, I hate a pet peeve of mine is when, when people complain or talk about issues or what's going on. And my response is like, all right, what, what are we going to do about it? What's the plan? And, oh, I don't, I don't know. I just want to, I just want, and sometimes that gets me in trouble. You know, sometimes I need to be a better listener than a fixer more so in my household. I think I've improved on that a little bit over the last few years of marriage out of the household. Like I'll listen to people and, but, but if, if it's just, I just want to complain and blame others and be a victim, not, not going to solve anything there. And until we have a plan and want to actually fix things going forward, that's what I'm more interested in. I'm going to end you today with a verse. We're going to read Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He's in total control. He's in total control. He knows your decisions. He knows what the future holds. If you're a Christian and you believe in, in that Jesus died for your sins, you know that your future, your eternal, your eternal life is in heaven. Knowing all that, we are called to make wise decisions. We are we are called to good stewards of our money down here. We do have the, although he knows the future, we do have as individuals, humans on this earth, we have the free will to make our own decisions. Stop letting other people, stop letting the government, stop letting family or even friends tell you what to do or make you do something that you truly don't want to do or believe in. Make your own decisions as best for you and your family. This is Coffee Pop Finance.